I am looking for sponsors for the Covert Narcissism podcast. I don't know if you've heard some of the other podcasts where you get a discount code for the sponsors that they use. So I want to do that here. So what products are you already using that you want a discount on? I can be an affiliate for you. Or what products do you want to try? I don't want to do this with just random stuff. I want to hear from you. My email address is Renee, R-E-N-E-E, at cnglifecoaching.com. Those letters are C-N-G, as in Covert Narcissism Group. Welcome to the Covert Narcissism Podcast. I'm your host, Renee Swanson. Hi, everyone. I'm Renee Swanson, your host of the Covert Narcissism Podcast. And thank you so much for joining us today. I have a really special guest here today. Uh, her name is Eleanor, Eleanor Marks. And she's been with me now for a little while, a couple of group sessions. She came to the retreat. So I actually got to meet her in person and wrap my arms around mm -hmm. her. And I have just so much enjoyed getting to know her. So Eleanor, thank you for joining us today. Oh my goodness. It's just an honor to be here and, and hear your voice as I always loved hearing it on the podcast when I was going through my divorce. Well, thank you for joining us. And uh, I want to let our listeners know that Eleanor is actually coming on board with CNG, um, starting to help out in a lot of ways and has been a huge help to me. Uh, she is now my senior Facebook moderator, uh, running a lot of the behind the scenes of the Facebook groups, uh, which is huge. I mean, that takes a lot of time. So thank you for doing that. It's always a hoot. It's fun. It, it is. You find lots of things in there, but but I appreciate that. And then we're also working on those steps of her stepping in now as a high conflict uh, divorce coach. And I'll let her talk a little bit about that when uh, you know at the right time and all of this. But Eleanor, so happy to have you on this team and just trying to reach out and help more people. I know that's a passion of yours, like it is of mine now. Absolutely, absolutely. And there's a lot of people that are are hurting out there and. Need, need help, need help, a helping hand to reach out to them and pull them up. Yeah, very much so. So to get us started, tell us a little bit of your story. Yeah. Um, I was married for 21 years. I have two kids. They're, they're on the older side. They're teenagers, but still two kids. Um, I did an amazing job of hiding how bad my marriage was to them. So I'm kind of picking up the some pieces now of my marriage from their perspective of how they saw they had two parents that seemed to be happily married, but now they're divorced. That that's that was something to try to um, work through. Um, the last five years of my marriage were hell. Uh, it was just the, the constant gaslighting, word salad, not knowing what was going to happen next. I was actually fearful. Um, I, it's nothing when you remember the day when your therapist makes you promise to go pack a a getaway bag and keep it in your car should you have to leave quickly. Um, it, it's been an uncovering of, of layers of like what, how I convinced myself my marriage was and then what it actually was. And I really wanted to believe it was good. And I, and I tried really hard until so say we all anymore. <laughs> yeah. So say yeah. we all. Yeah. I want to touch on something there real quick before you continue. You hid the marriage from the kids. And I love what you said is I did a really good job at it. Amazing and, job. And that can really truly come back and bite you in the, you know, yeah. side. Um how how old uh were your kids when you realized what was going on in your marriage? Can you give us an age frame? Um when stuff started to kind of like become really weird. Um, they were probably like 13 and 16. Okay. Uh, 
10 and 13. Yeah. Yeah. So, up, so 10 and 13 or 13 and 10? It's 10 and 13. 10 and 13. Yeah. Yeah. So up to this point, you had just buffered and shielded yeah. and checked yeah. it. Yeah. No, nobody's perfect. It's a bad day. New job. Right. Like we, we all got the list of what we went to. I did the exact same thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and my boys were 13 and 11, right about mm-hmm. that time when I really, truly figured out what was going on. So. Yeah. I, I have the additional, um, the smear campaign was pretty wicked. And, you know, I lost family members. I, my, my own mother, uh, sided with my ex and loans him money and decorates his new apartment. And so, you know, if, if getting divorced isn't hard enough and grieving the loss of that, I, you know, had a double kind of whammy. And if, right. We all think that our marriage, like there, there possibly could be no other marriage out there that's as like ours. And then we find this community and like, oh my gosh, this really isn't that unusual. And I thought, well, like, certainly there, there must be nobody else out there that loses a, a parent <laughs> through this. And all, you know, there, nope, there are a lot of other people out there that that happens as well. There are, and I and I hate it. I hate it for them, um, but and I hate it for you. But it does happen. Yeah, it does happen. So, so uh, how did you how did you get your eyes open or continue on your journey then of what you were sharing your story? I mean, I I definitely had my share of divorce wine and the dark nights and like, what in the world is happening? Um, and you know, just not happening to your marriage, but like financially and your kids and your future. Um, and I have a background in coaching already endurance sports. And so I think there was a dark night I was on sitting on the ground. I'm like, this is, this is just like a big long race, right? You can coach yourself through this. And I had always thought about becoming a high conflict divorce coach, but it was, let's wait, let's get through this divorce, uh, first. And I think if I picked up another book that said what I wish I had known during my own divorce, like, why am I going to wait? And I kind of jumped in and got the certificate um, and coached myself through my own divorce and kind of figured out what what can be done to make make things as easy on myself as possible. Our patron program is our biggest contributor to offset the expenses of this podcast. Thank you so much to everyone who has chosen to donate. It keeps us pushing forward on this mission. I appreciate it more than you know. To become a patron member, if you're not one yet, click the link in the bio. And I am incredibly grateful for your support. I remember walking into my parenting allocation mediation and I had just received my my coaching certificate. And it was kind of almost night and day to be able to walk in and confront the the circus, right? The circus with our our covert narcissists and the, the games that they play and just seeing it in a different light. And being able to navigate through it a heck of a lot easier than what I was doing previously and looking at, you know, the games that were played and dissecting it. And it was a huge help, huge help. And I think others use it too. Yeah, I have no doubt that's true. I did some of the same with the life coaching aspect of Mm -hmm. I, I was helping myself, basically coaching myself of how do I heal? How do I you know, get through yeah. all of this. So the same kind of concept. Now, I did not go through a high conflict divorce. I was very blessed in that. I recognize that. I know there's a lot of people out there who are going through that. Um, and so I don't have that perspective to bring to the mm-hmm. table. 
And so I don't talk about that on the podcast, actually, because I can't <laughs> talk to that. So I want you to talk to that. Um, you know, what what does a high conflict divorce with a covert narcissist look like? Oh, my goodness. Um, it is a world of its own. I mean, it is, uh, you know, the, this person that you were married to is now trying to basically destroy you financially, emotionally, psychologically, smear campaign, phys- you know, physically. It just everything is turned upside down and the lies that are 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 told and the withholding of information um it, it comes at you at every direction and it can be very overwhelming very overwhelming um it, you know the trying to take care of ourselves i think i heard that 80% of illnesses are caused by this by stress and this this will certainly do it i think getting through my own divorce i'm like i didn't want to get through my divorce and then like you know have arthritis or something so like really uh doing a lot of self-care and uh healing and forgiving and compassion and grace in in all of this of trying to to piece together the divorce um a high conflict divorce is so much different than a regular divorce of two people um, coordinating, um, you know, following deadlines, following instructions. So with a high conflict divorce, I mean, the documentation can get really overwhelming too. So we try to like put together a system in place of, um, you know, not making the documentation a a part-time job of, and that it's somewhere safe. Um, the allocations and decrees, they're usually, you know, your attorney kind of like does a, a one size fits all. And we're not one size fits all, uh, you know, putting it together, um, being crafty about it too. Um, if you have an ex that you one can't stand to be in the same room with, let alone communicate with, like, let's make a parenting allocation that takes out the number of times that you need to see them or have interactions with them and simplify it. And just kind of like looking at, at the situations like that and making it as easy, honest as it possibly can. The, the family court system is overwhelmed. Um, you know, attorneys, you know, they don't return your phone calls. Um, and trying to be efficient with your attorney's dollars as well and being prepared and, you know, making, getting through this divorce as fast as you can and as fair as you can. Um, when I say fast, I'm not saying just, you know, give up and don't take anything. But when you hear, you know, the three years, the five years, seven year divorces, it's like, oof. My goodness, that that's a lot of stress. That sounds through. like a pure nightmare. Yeah. We want to try to get you through it as, as quickly as possible and as fair as possible. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I I I fully recognize that the, the divorce piece on my end was um I'm gonna say unusual, although there are plenty of others that I've worked with now that definitely had a, a quick and peaceful divorce. Uh the problem didn't lie there, thank thank goodness, you know, for some. <laughs> Um, but I almost picture it for those that are going through that. I almost imagine it as though the abuse that's all going on behind closed doors up until that point now becomes public. Yeah. Becomes <clears throat> for the world to see. Now you've got other players involved. You've got attorneys and mediators and judges and, you know, witnesses or family members or whatever seen this. Yeah. When you, before you divorce, you mostly, you, you, you have coping mechanisms and survival skills of what, what is going on in your house. And then you file for divorce and, and now it's a whole new game. There's new players and it, you know, it's hard to like pick up, pick up the pieces and figure it out as you go. Um, keeping communication 
um, I, I'm a huge fan of the no contact. Um, and especially with when there are children involved, you know, people are like, oh, I, I can't, I have children. You can, we can still curb this to a degree. Yeah. And, and, you know, Renee, it was two other women in, in your first group. Um, we would get together and when we have to respond to our exes, we would write the responses for the other's spouse because okay. we could write it without emotion and to the point and answer it. And, um, you know, there were many a phone calls, like just copy and paste it and send it, just send it. No, but I got to explain this and that. No, just don't explain. Just, just send. send it. Wow. And I think that's so, a great idea. Yeah. I, I mean, when we want to put more detail and emotion in our responses to our exes, it, 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 it just is this ammunition for them to pick it apart and fire back. And, you know, you did it too fast. You did it too slow. You didn't do this. You're like, right. Just. Yeah. Keep no, it that's basic. great. That's a great way to look at it. And, and that takes gray rocking the whole gray yeah. rock thing and actually yeah. makes it like a plan for that to happen is let somebody else write your response that somebody yeah. that you trust and can be involved in, in that way. Another thing that with the communication, you know, it's just not to your ex, but it's also to your attorney. Um, you know, you're you're one of how many clients they have. And if you write a two-page um, email that includes, you know, like how you felt on your wedding day and all your emotions, and, and no doubt there are a lot of emotions, but your attorney just needs bullet points. And in fact, you'll probably get a better response if you just bullet point your emails to them because they can work through that a lot quicker than sifting through um two pages of an email. Yeah. yeah. But you as the victim of all this emotional abuse are trying to lay the picture, the yeah. whole picture, the thousand bee stings. The, this yeah. is why I feel the way I feel. Yeah. And so there's a struggle that's there because you, we do as victims of this kind of abuse, you got to find some validation or you're going to continue gaslighting yourself. Mm -hmm. And so that validation you're saying, don't let that mix in with what's going on with the attorney. Keep that, you know, on point, on task yeah. with your attorney, with your ex, with all of that, maybe let's turn and find the validation that we need somewhere else. Yeah. And that's where the high conflict divorce coach comes in. I mean, you know, we're, we're um, a support system. Um, we're there to, you know, motivate you on all those, those bad and ugly days and organize things and execute it and you know, accountability, um, strategize and, and, you know, we'll throw a bunch of noodles against the wall and see what sticks. And, um, you know, just, I guess being an active participant in your divorce, I think that was one of the things that I thought, I'm like, whew, I filed for divorce and now I can just sit back and let this high-priced attorney do all the work. And I quickly found that that, you know, wasn't the case. I had to, you know, my attorney would mix my case up with somebody else's case or, you know, how many kids I had with, with somebody else's. And so, you know, there I was like really an active participant in it. Um, there's also that, that gut feeling is, is your attorney doing the best that they can for you? Um, I switched attorneys in the middle of my divorce. Uh, my first attorney, you know, I, I found him making some mistakes and, you know, what do I do? I'm like, like right back in my marriage. I'm like, oh, he's busy. Oh, you know, he's making all the excuses, <laughs> making the excuses. Yep. Um, you know, there were several times, you know, uh, he put in writing, he didn't have a problem with the, the children being messengers of, you know, get, handing things and messages back between the two of us. I'm like, no, you know, and it kind of got to a point of like, I need, I need to divorce my divorce attorney. And um, I documented it all, right? Because I became an expert in all this documenting. 
And I sent the letter to the firm and I, you know, just plainly stated like, this is, this is not professional of, of what happened. And they actually forgave my balance of when I spoke up. And so we are trained like, right? The attorneys know best, just like doctors, doctors know best. They don't always know best. They don't always do an amazing job. And we got to once again, navigate through that of like, we got to find something better for you here. Yeah. Or my attorney now is fantastic. Um, there are people out there who get it. There are people who can see through the games and, and don't tell you, oh, this is no big deal. Like when it is a big deal. Yeah. Um, there are some wonderful people out there that are amazing support. Yeah. I'm so glad that you found that, uh, that you found that support and found the right people to help you mm -hmm. through this. I know there are a lot of people out there struggling with that. Mm -hmm. that how do they find that right person? Um, I encourage people again and again, you know, one of the things when in, in a relationship with a covert narcissist is we quit listening to our own heart. Mm -hmm. We shut it down, we turn it off and we believe their words over ours. Yeah. And that's what keeps us in that, on that hamster wheel for so many years and decades. Yeah. And and we finally get to that point where we stop with them, but we're still doing it with other people. And, yeah. and you got to start listening to your own heart. And I'm I'm really pleased to hear and, and proud of you for you know making divorcing your divorce attorney. <laughs> I like that. And um, and and making that decision for yourself and standing up for yourself. Yeah. This this also kind of like uh, um, the the circle can be greater in this too. Of like we think it's just our spouse that kind of has these horrible characteristics, but then, you know, you find out it's your attorney or your therapist. I mean, I've heard some horrible stories of, of therapy abuse, uh, you know, and, and I, I mean, uh, I, I wouldn't believe it unless I lived through it as well. I mean, I, I can add sexual coercion to my list of issues that my therapist, you know, suggested that, you know, there were things I should do to to communicate with my husband, and yeah. I, did, I had already told her I didn't feel safe, but that was what her suggestion was. And so I I think that that's one of the things that makes me uh, a better coach is because I've lived through it. I've lived through the craziness, and I also hold it um, in my heart to never forget like how bad it was. And so when I hear you know, somebody else kind of basically repeating my same story to me, um, just to, to hold that space for them and know they're lost. They're afraid. They, they don't know what's going to happen next. They're trying to do this with children, you know, sometimes very young children and, um, you know, just be that person there that I wish I had and help them through it, offer that helping hand. Um, one other thing, when I was divorcing, um, I, I reached out to some high conflict divorce coaches and they would, you know, I had to buy a, a five session package for $800 or something kind of uh, crazy like that. And I just, I don't even know what my financial situation is to be able to, to pay for something like that or five sessions. I don't even know if I need five sessions. I don't even know what I'm doing. Um, so I've really set up my, um, my sessions of like, I'm not going to ask you to buy five sessions. I'm not going to, you know, I'm here when you need me and then you might need me twice in one week. And then we never talk again for, for, two months until, you know, something comes up in, in court or uh, communication that you need. So I've really kept that in mind with somebody who is just starting this out and, and does not know kind of where to, where to turn or what their financial situation is and just hold that of where I was at one time. 
Yeah. And thank you for sharing that. And I, I also want to add, um, you have a website now I where do. people can find you. Yeah. Um, it's eleanormarks.net. So it's E-L-E-A-N-O-R-M-A-R-K-S.net. Okay. And that link will be in the bio for this, uh, this episode. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for coming on board with us and for being another helping hand. I want to hug the world and I can't do it alone. <laughs> so I'm so glad to have extra hands here. We'll hug them together. <laughs> yes, for sure. So is there any last message of hope that you want to leave our audience with? It does get better. It does. It, it, it may not be today and it may not be tomorrow, but it will. And it's a million baby steps and just one in front of the other. and it will get better. Okay. All right. And I'm going to add to that, reach out for help. Yes. Reach out yes. to the right places for those hands to to wrap around you and, and be there to lift you up because you're going to need it. I, I strongly encourage everybody out there listening, do not try to go through this alone. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I echo that a um, hundred times. Yeah. So, all right. Well, Eleanor, thank you so much for being here. I look forward to many, many uh, days of working together. I look forward to having you again on the podcast. I think that will become a, you know, a regular to some extent, maybe, maybe every <laughs> few months we jump you back on here. So I think that'd be great. So thank you so much. Thank you. I wish everyone so much peace on your journey of healing. You have been listening to the Covert Narcissism Podcast with your host, Renee Swanson. Be sure to check out our website at www.covertnarcissism.com. There you will find many resources just for you to help you on this journey. You can also reach out to me by email at Renee, R-E-N-E-E, at cnglifecoaching.com. Those letters are C-N-G as in Covert Narcissism Group. I do look forward to hearing from you. I wish you so much peace on your journey of healing.